Welcome to Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you, and enjoy today's service. First off, I want to stand in place and, 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 and represent all of our team that went to Poland. Right now, actually, everybody that went to Poland, our team, step up right now. Our mission, stand up right where you're at. I got several of them that are in their shirts and stuff. Awesome, awesome, fantastic, fantastic. We've got some in the control room and all over the place. We had a tremendous week this last week, and you were getting some updates as we went along the way. But I want to tell you, all of you went to Poland. As we said, we believe that some some uh, sinned and some went, and we all went, right? We all went because you helped to send us, and you helped to cover us in prayer. So we'd like to come back and give you a good report of several things taking place. You know, one of the amazing miracles that took place is we connected with a church in Boston that came down, uh, Metro Church, uh, the Braswells. I'm telling you, the first night, both teams just became one. And that is only due to a miracle, getting that many people coming together and connecting. And the whole time we were there, we had a diversity of ministries that we were involved with, and everyone played their part, and things just flowed smoothly. And I know that had to do with the prayer cover that we were receiving from you. So thank you so much for all of that. We did have a large team, and we wanted everyone to share. But then this time we decided, you know, we just didn't have all of that time, but we wanted to focus a little bit today on something special. We have a video of all of our new first-time missions team members. We had a large group of them, and so we wanted to hear from their perspective what it was the first time, their first missions trip with Now Church. So if you guys would go ahead and play that. highlight was the refugee camp and it was just seeing their faces when we pulled up in the bus that they were super excited. It warmed my heart that we got to connect with them and share the gospel and just the expressions on their face, I knew that they had fun and that it was a really good day for them. It just felt great to just give them something to look forward to. Like there's everyone that someone cares about them. No matter who you are, they came up and it was just, it was awesome. It just filled my heart. As we left, as they chased the van, as we were leaving off, waving and laughing, and it was, it was a great feeling to know that we went and put joy in the hearts of these children that are going through this situation they're going through. When we were talking with the Ukrainian women um, at the refugee camp, uh, there were a couple of women there whose husbands were in Ukraine still fighting in the army and they hadn't seen them in over a year. And I was able to relate to that, being a, a former army wife myself and my husband deployed, um, you know, to Iraq and Afghanistan. And, you know, so I know what it's like to be separated and I was able to kind of just talk to them about that and, and give comfort and connect with them in that way. And that was really Great. And then just seeing their resilience, the women and the children just so still have 
hope and still have joy and it was just, it was something to see. It was, it was great to be part of. Serving and speaking to the women um, from Ukraine. Fortunately, I got to sit with a young lady and her grandmother who was raising her and the young lady was a university student and spoke some English. So I was able to talk and speak encouragement into her to find out who she actually was because I know that they're so lost. Um, they don't know which way to go, um, but it was more on the Lord kept telling me to speak to her, that to let her know that she needs to love herself first in order to be able to continue helping others. So it, that was an eye-opener and that was uh, standing out. Getting to do the remodel at the KDM church, so being able to go in there and give back to that church in the smallest way, I mean painting walls, patching some, some plaster, but all of us working together, you know, guys from our church, guys from, from the Boston Metro Church, we worked seamlessly. It was a, just a smooth flow. Everybody was willing to do whatever needed to be done. Nobody was like, oh, I don't know how to do that, or I'm better at this. It was just like, oh, you need this? All right, I'll do that. So it was, it was, it was really cool, really, really cool to get to experience that and, and be a part of that. So one of my highlights in um, Poland was when we did the prayer walk at one of the cities. Um, we had just got done praying and claiming just different things to be open and just for hearts to be open. And as when we were done, we were walking back to meet up with the rest of the group and we walked past an older gentleman. And um, as I walked past, I'm like, we need to pray for him. So I called Dina and um, said, hey, can we go pray for this gentleman? So she's like, sure. So I went back and um, he was open to us praying for him. So the rest of the team came back and then we all surrounded him and just prayed um, and he was just super open about that. So it was just super cool just to see we just got done praying this and God had already answered that and he was doing the work in his heart. The biggest highlight for me um, was the prayer walks and getting to experience what those were because I've never been on one. Being able to walk with three other people in a dialogue, in a continuous conversation as the Spirit spoke to each one of us individually, getting to speak our peace back and, and, and proclaim what we believe that God's going to do in, in that city and claiming it and rebuking darkness and all the things that we said that the Spirit gave us was really, really powerful. Um, and that, that was probably one of the coolest, coolest things that happened in that whole trip. Three years ago, I lost my daughter due to a car accident. What we usually do every year around our birthday, we go to different beaches, because she loved the beaches. And we take a little bit of her and let her son spread the ashes. So this time being that we went on missions that I know she would have loved to go on, I took some of her ashes and spread them in Poland where she would have loved it and enjoyed it and just opened up a thousand percent while she was there and built her faith even stronger than it was. To lose her was a big, big dent in my heart. So I take every opportunity I get to try to spread her ashes where she would be. This was a great opportunity for me as well as if she was here, to, you're there now. Now you're forever in Poland. Uh, 
I do a lot of missions in my back door, um, and I w really wanted to go and see if there was a difference in what the Lord wanted to show me, but he did show me. It didn't matter the back door. It didn't matter international. His people are hurting, and they need, they need the encouragement, the edification to build them up, encourage them to keep going. I just knew it was my time to come and to be a part of whoever's life, that I needed to be there, that I was there for that whatever reason. And we may not know until a long time, but it's just amazing and just how God opens your eyes to different things and change your perspective. Being able to approach strangers pretty much and just open up and just pretty much be myself, not to hide and not to worry about what anyone thought about me because the only one I really care about is God. What, what I do through Him, for Him, is the most important for me. He helped me to communicate through the people. Even though they didn't speak English, I still got to share the gospel and tell them about like a testimony that I had or why I came here. And I just knew that some of them, God went through them and helped them. And I'm just glad that I got to come here. And even me being a youth, my goal was to get to them about God. So, so what God did in me during this trip, um, I would say is it started kind of showing itself in the Poland time. And then when Pastor Richard and I went to Macedonia and Serbia and, and Austria at the end, uh, it really got reinforced what it means to pray without ceasing. Um, seeing Pastor Richard and, and Pastor Sasha in Macedonia and even in the Poland time with Pastor Chad and with, with you with Pastor Chris, praying constantly just all day for small things, you know, with thanking God that we found parking for the scooters, uh, Pastor Richard praying over our luggage before we got on the plane, uh, Pastor Richard and Pastor Sasha both uh, just thanking Jesus when we got through the checkpoint into Serbia, like just little things that you don't think about, but audibly praying for everything constantly and seeing that modeled in real time and in real life was very, very impactful for me. I think for me, kind of feeding off that, but the flip side of the coin is more um, listening to God and, and being more aware of His presence and um, just letting Him lead. They say when you, when you don't know what to pray, you know, the Spirit will help you. And it's definitely true when you are um, leaning in. And I felt like I really just um, had that opportunity. And, God's presence was everywhere, and you know that, but like really leaning in and feeling that is is different, and I felt like that, that's really what I experienced the most through this trip. Give it up for our missions team, 2023. <laughs> Tremendous opportunity to make a difference. Very exciting, and we're very proud, and we'll tell you more about that in a moment. Man, didn't Pastor... Uh, Lindsay two weeks ago and Pastor Tristan Kenny last week. They just blew it up. Great messages. Finished our series on new creation living. And uh, I'm just so thankful. It gives me great comfort to have such a deep bench, just wonderful preachers, leaders, and pastors. Uh, people have asked me for a long time, how did you get so many great people to be on your team for so long? And uh, the answer is by the grace of God. It had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with what God wanted to do. And I think, I, I will say this, there are times when, as a leader, 
you feel the pressure. Everybody wants you to be everything to everyone. But the, and that's a temptation to try to be that, but you can never be that because Jesus is the only one that can do that. So, so what, if I've done anything right, it's knowing when to step back and give it to somebody else. That's part of what, that, 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 that's, that's part of why I think, I hope that's why Pastor Chris and Pastor Lindsay and everybody stays uh, for a lifetime. I will say this, in the beginning days, we, we, we proclaimed that um, we, we would do um, uh, a reward for vacation. We were gonna, we, so when we started with us, if you were on staff, you get two weeks vacation, you get a week's vacation after a year, two weeks after two years, and then we were going to add a week every five years that people stayed. And now we just realized how stupid that was. <clears throat> we would never have all the pastors here together on the same Sunday, like not one, because these guys would have, you know, months off, you know, at a time. Anyway, very, very thankful for that team and uh, really blessed. And I, I, I was reminded of this, um, this situation uh, in, my, in my devotions yesterday. I know I've read it before, but I want you to hear this. And, uh, this is from my devotions yesterday, uh, Bible in a Year. An online survey listed all the qualities that people expect from their perfect pastors. This is what they want to see in a pastor. Listen to this. They preach for exactly 12 minutes in your dreams. Listen, when we started the church in 1990, people got mad if I preached less than an hour and 15 minutes. You're very blessed. You're very blessed because I learned to be very succinct now. I, I, I have a timer for 32 minutes. They need to start it, by the way. Anyway, then I, still, I got an extra bonus. Anyway, but uh, 32 minutes, imagine that, an hour and 15 minutes. Don Vining will tell you that, that's what they expected back, back in those days in 1990. Thank God. Anyway, listen to this. <clears throat> okay, here's the perfect pastor. They preach exactly 12 minutes. They are 28 years of age, but have been preaching for 30 years. <laughs> they work from 8 a.m. until midnight every day but they're also the caretaker of anything that comes up. They frequently condemn sin, but never upset anyone. <laughs> I love that one. They wear good clothes, buy good books, drive a good car, give generously to the poor and have a low salary. They make 15 daily calls to families in their church, personally visit those who can't get to church and those in the hospital, spend all their time evangelizing the unchurched and are always in the office when they're needed. They're also very good looking. Hopefully we got one. Anyway, no, no, no. of course, we all, and, and humility, of course, humility. Uh, of course, we all know there's no such thing as a perfect pastor, but sometimes our expectations are just so out there. I just want to make sure you know, we've got a great team, but nobody's perfect. And I wanted you to give it up for our team of pastors and leaders, <clears throat> great people. <laughs> One of the reasons uh, why I believe God has blessed America the last 247 years is because we have absolutely been the most generous sending nation of missionaries around the globe in the history of the world. And it's not even close. Now church has had a strong missions mandate to impact the nation since the very beginning. And our first missions trip after only 10 months as a church in 1991 was to Trinidad and Tobago the church was only about 140 people total. And believe me, when, I went, when we counted back then 140 people, we counted every breathing. If you, if you had a dog in the car 
we would, we, would, we would count the dog. Anyway, so we had about 140 people total in the church. Listen to this. Our first mission trip, 36 people, a fourth of the church went on the first mission trip. And we knew right then, okay, this is a God thing. We didn't know if anybody would go. A lot of people that never hardly been out of Ocala, and most of that, t- probably, probably a third of that team at least was their first time on an airplane to go on that trip. And we knew right then that God had called us as a part of who we are. Some of you may remember years ago, we were known as the church with all the flags of the nations out front because we started putting all the flags out of the nations we would go to and do prayer walks and minister to people and and do missions uh, types of things. Um, We used to be known for that here. We believe that every believer is called to missions in some way. Either you go or you send, as Pastor Chris said, I don't like the way I wrote that uh, statement, by the way. We believe that every believer, I think I was jet lagged when I wrote that statement anyway the other night. But then, as Pastor Chris also said, we all share the reward. King David put in place a, a, a law that warriors share and share like with those who stayed behind to guard the base. And so we want to thank you for being a part of this today. Um, at the Apostle Paul's first missionary journey, uh, it says in Acts chapter 14, Verse 26, from there they sailed to Antioch where they had been commended to the grace of God for the work which they had completed. So they basically they went back to their home church and it says, verse 27, now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and they had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. So today as we've returned, we come together to celebrate our freedom and the fact that we use that freedom to reach others for his glory in our own community and around the world. I want to honor Pastor Chris Hayes, Jason and Dina Branch, our missions coordinators. Our, we call them our MAT team with Pastor Tristan Kennedy. Pastor Lindsay's on that as well. And we have a missions advancement team. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about this trip. I'm just going to share three stories. I'm not going to bore you with all the highlights of everything that happened. But I want to tell you three, uh, two long stories and one short story, if that's okay. I'm going to do it anyway, but I'm trying to be nice. But I want you to know that our team in moving people from here to there and while we're there feels a huge responsibility for your safety, for your protection. You know, we, we don't just, just have people just go out and just run haphazardly through the streets. We try to keep it orderly, and that's why uh, Dina, we affectionately call her Mother Hen because uh, she corrals everybody. She calls it hurting cats, but we don't, we're not cats. We're, we're, we might be cool cats, but we're doing, you know, we're, we're, but we're, but we're, we're humans. But it's, it's interesting. She is a pharmacist. If you ever want to travel somebody, travel with a pharmacist. Because for the slightest little thing, they got something in the back. Anyway, anyway, we appreciate our team though. and just on, want to honor them. They do such a great job. And uh, so very proud of our missions team on this trip. One of the best this is one of the best teams we've ever had in 33 years. Um, the way they connected the Pastor Jazz, Brad, Chad Braswell's group from Metro Church in Boston was amazing. Everyone stayed humble and teachable and was really a part of, you know, a group. It, it was a real team thing. Uh, our mission to Poland and Eastern Europe was much clearer this year than last year. Uh, number one, to strengthen KDM Church, Krakow Church, and their wonderful leaders and team members. Number two, Minister of the Ukrainian Women and Children. Number three, remodel the cafe of the church and convert a storage room into a usable space. Number four, send prayer teams into two cities and areas on two different days 
where KDM feels to plant new churches or campuses, to pray and spy out the land spiritually. And finally, we served at Planet Shakers concert uh, from Australia. One of my favorite praise and worship bands in all the world happened to be there the same week we were there. And they were at a college campus nightclub. And we went and it was packed. I'll show you some photos of that in a few minutes. But the prayer walks made a huge difference. Uh, we do prayer walks around here. I want to do them again more often, by the way. But we also do uh, a trip every couple of years to Washington, D.C. to pray at some of the key places. And I want to thank um, Nancy Blackman and June Patrick. They help us write some of these prayer declarations in faith that everybody can have, be on the same page literally and pray out some of these things before they walk. So we're just so grateful to Nancy and to June for their words and they were on this trip even though they didn't get to physically go. Um, I want to share two stories today primarily and one little thing in between. Uh, I want to share the story of twin brothers that I met. Uh, maybe you can put, start, that, start the photos. I don't know if I, can, if I can see them up there or not. But anyway, here we go. Okay, so I met two, two twin brothers. They, their names were Matt and Mario. I called them Super Mario. And they're in their 30s, and those guys have gotten saved just in the last couple of years. In fact, <clears throat> it's only been about a year and a half, and um, there they are. So Matt and Mario had a dream. They wanted to open a hotel near the amusement park area of Poland, which is about an hour away from Krakow, and where a lot of the Ukrainian uh, uh, refugees were housed by Pastor Zibi and the team that you helped pay for. So the twin brothers uh, took us to their hotel. We met them after the, the, we went to the refugee camp and we hung out with them, uh, the pastors did. And these guys are tremendous. Their dream was to have this thriving business. And then they started it, guess when? Like 2019 and then COVID hit. And their dream was squashed again. And then they dreamed again and they started to come back in and then Putin invaded Ukraine a year and a half ago, year 15, 16 months ago now and everything turned upside down again. But uh, Matt was going through some things in his life and uh, his wife had started to go to this church an hour away in Krakow, Poland. And the first Sunday that, that Matt and his brother went to church was the week that the invasion happened in Ukraine and people started to come across the border into Poland by the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. And they came after Pastor Zibi cast the vision. Now, Pastor Zibi's church has now grown quite a bit, but they were about 200 people at the time of the war 16 months ago. They've now grown to over 300 people, which is exciting, uh, plus the refugees. And Pastor Zibi kind of cast the vision that first Sunday, we want to do something and help take care of these refugees. And Matt and Mario came up to the pastor and said, we have a hotel. There's nobody in it right now in the winter anyway. We will pledge six months if you'll help us at least cover the cost because we're gonna have to have people serve, clean the rooms and do the food. But we'll do it at our cost first Sunday. And they, they were, they, if they were saved, they were saved like that week. They were, they were, these people were just coming into the church. So... As they came in, let's start showing some of their hotel. I'm gonna show a little bit of the hotel. You gotta see this place. So this, they've taken, part of the hotel is 
um, storage containers, shipping containers, shipping containers that they've taken and put together as individual hotel rooms. It's kind of amazing. Keep going. You can just, you can just go through these. So this is, this is a container that's an upstairs. It goes up steps. It's crazy. This, it's a real modern looking thing. It's a Scandinavian hotel. They have another section I didn't have pictures of, but this is, this is how cool that, uh, that, that is. It's, it's a real neat thing. People got clean rooms. In each room, there are two bedroom, one bath suites in each of these shipping containers. And so they took care of these refugees. This is their meeting center where our team was last year. And this is like the, that geodesic dome kind of thing with material on it. And they're able to have uh, serve banquets in there and do all kinds of stuff. They even have a pool. Uh, you didn't see it, but in the first picture with me and Pastor Chad with the twins, there's a, they have a swimming pool that is a, in a shipping container. It's like a lap pool now. Anyway, there it is, right? They're looking behind uh, Matt right there and you can see over his shoulder, that's a shipping container made into a swimming pool. Really cool stuff. Uh, they have a, like a city of shipping containers right near their version of kind of Disney Universal kind of a place. Anyway, so they give up their time and um, another, by the way, several hotels were, were asked if they would participate in this and that one of the ones we went to was one of the other hotels. And five hotels in the area did. One man, Pastor Zibby met with them three times and said, we want you to be part of this. We need you, we need your space. And the man said, yes, then no, then yes, then no, then yes, then no. And finally he was, he said, no, I can't do it. I, I can't afford to do that. I can't give that much away. I'll be giving away everything. Listen to this. These two young men, it turned out to be not just six months, but a year. At the end of the year, they came to Pastor Zibby back in March and said, we want you to know that our lives have been changed through this. They're not only born again, filled with the Holy Spirit. Their wives and children are all saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. They're, they're all fired up for God. They drive an hour to church every week. They drive every time the doors are open, by the way. And they just, they love the Lord. But they said, what we did saved our business because we wouldn't have been able to rent stuff out anyway. And we kept people in there, which kept our employees fed. And even though we didn't make any money, God has blessed us. Now, 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 yes, hang on one second. The man that, that was invited to bring his hotel in, it's actually right by the, the attractions, he didn't participate. He came back after a few months and said to Pastor Zibby, I think I want to do this now. Pastor Zibby said, I'm sorry, we're full. We don't need you anymore. I just found out that that man lost his hotel and had to sell it to the Mario brothers. The Bible says it's possible to give your life away and get everything back but if you withhold more than you should, you lose it all. This guy was so short-sighted. Yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Oh, I want back in. No, 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 sorry. You get an opportunity. You, you either see what God wants to do in your life or you don't. These guys, it saved their business and now they have a dream. Listen to this dream. 
because their business is now thriving and prospering. And it was a full house the day we went in. And, and Ukrainian refugees are gone from that hotel now. But the whole thing is full. It's packed out. It's months in advance. And they now have a dream from God. They want to build a life-size replica ark like the one in Kentucky. And Pastor Zibby called the Genesis Project when they said, we want to we do this in Poland. And the Genesis Project guys are flying over their own money from Kentucky to help tell these Mario brothers, I call them Mario brothers anyway, <laughs> it's not Luigi, it's Matt. But they, those guys are now getting instructions from the people in Kentucky to build their own replica ark that they can glorify God there around these attractions, get people in talking about what God can do and who God is. And that's tremendous. We give it up for Matt and Mike, excuse me, Matt and Mario. Uh, the next picture uh, is, um, I, I forget if we've got the Planet Shakers yet. Do we have Planet Shakers yet? Or do we have, there we go. We have a little video for you. You might know, Pastor Lindsay does that song even better than they do. They wrote it, Appeal does it better. Anyway, it was great. We had an awesome time. And this is, I got to go up in the balcony for a few minutes. It was packed out, like almost, it was like 600 young people coming together. Many of them weren't saved. Probably when they did the altar call, probably 40% to 50% of the hands went up to receive Jesus. It was powerful. It was a big moment. Pastor Zibby was almost in tears because he's been believing for something like this in his community for years and years. So very, very thankful for that. And then the final, I think we got one more shot of the concert, don't we? Do we have one more shot? No, I guess not. Okay, let's go to, let's go to the couple by the crepe stand. So this was kind of crazy. So uh, whenever I go to uh, Paris or when we go to even to Disney, we go, I, I, I like chocolate crepes. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a particular thing I like. They gotta be done just right. I found a crepery coming out of the mall one day uh, outside the city of Krakow and I sat down and had a, had a crepe and she, this lady made it special for me and it was so good and then we, we, were, we were leaving. It was me and Pastor Chad. We were leaving to go back to the hotel and Pastor Chris called me. He said, hey, we're just gonna do something light to eat tonight as a team. We had a big lunch. Uh, do you have any ideas? I said, as a matter of fact, I do. Does everybody like crepes? Because they do these savory crepes for dinner too with you know, ham and cheese and stuff. So anyway, so Pastor Chris brought the whole team over. So we flooded this crepery. We flooded this little kiosk. It's an outdoor stand. And we, and we met the people in the middle, Manuela and David. Uh, she's Polish. He's, he's French. And they just opened 10 days before we got there. We didn't know. And they said we kind of saved their business that day. You know, we, we came in. Anyway, I went back the next day and spent time with them and got to pray with them that God would reveal himself to them because they're, they're, they're hungry, they're looking for God, but they don't know Jesus. And so please pray for Manuela and David. And uh, anyway, I, I, was, I was really glad to just, that was part of, part of my mission was just to be able to be with these people as well. So pray for those folks. And uh, appreciate that. Finally, this, uh, we got to go into, um, back into Macedonia. And the first day we were there, Danny went with me, Danny Kelsey. And we went to, into Serbia, my 80, what did I say? Is 80, 
82, I'm, so, I'm like getting ahead of myself now, 82nd nation, uh, Serbia, and they drove us into, about two hours into the nation of Serbia. And of course, that was war-torn 20 years ago. And uh, we got to meet with several pastors. We had a tremendous time there. They drove us to a city called Les- Leskovic, Leskovic, whatever. And, and, and they said, this is known as this, this is the barbecue capital of Serbia. I, and I thought, well, you brought me to the right place. Anyway, uh, where two or three are gathered together in his name, he's there with also food. And so we had this meeting and we, and so I was expecting maybe like Sonny's barbecue. No, 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 that's not what it is. It was like grilled meats. So anyway, so this is all the pastors we met. Uh, the guy in the blue shirt one there is from Bosnia. I've never been to Bosnia. He wants me to go to Bosnia. Uh, the other guy next to him is a pastor from Serbia. And then the pastors on the right, I'm going to talk about in a moment. Keep that picture up, if you will, for a moment. I want you to focus on, this is Pastor Sharif and Pastor Misha, his son. They are uh, pastors to the Roma people, the gypsy people of Serbia. And they really have an influence in, with the Serbian culture as well. In a lot of places, it's a lot of things set apart. But these guys are bringing it together, and we're very excited. 26 years ago... Pastor, Pastor Sharif was a dyed-in-wool communist and Muslim. And he was a leader in the Communist Party locally. So, so if you don't know the history, I'm not going to give you the whole history lesson. But Yugoslavia, during the Soviet Union era, Yugoslavia was a bunch of nations shoved together after World War II that didn't really care too much for each other. And so uh, Serbia, Montenegro... Bosnia-Herzegovina, Slovenia, um, uh, Montenegro, did I say? Um, Macedonia and Albania. I think it it was seven. There might've been more. But anyway, so those places were suddenly, after the communist wall fell, they were suddenly, they were their own republics. And yet they still had this animosity and Serbia had been kind of the capital of Yugoslavia and they wanted to still be the boss. So they, it was a really difficult time. Well, 26 years ago, when this, when, when, so, so Pastor, um, uh, Pastor Sharif, he's, he's 63 now. So whatever age that would be, 63 minus 25, somebody else do the math. I'm not the math guy. I went into ministry because I was told there'd be no math. Anyway, and then I opened up the Bible and it said numbers right there. Anyway, <laughs> anyway um, I mean, how old was he? 38. Okay, so at 38, he had a 10-year, he had several children. His oldest son was 10 years old, developed cancer in his throat. And it went from his neck and his throat throughout his whole upper body. And they did all these tests in, in Belgrade, the capital, and they put him in the hospital. They had all these things. And they came back to this man and his wife and the family. And they said, there's no hope for your son. We can't do anything more for him. We did radiation. We did chemo. We did all these things. He's got about two months to live. Well, everybody knew this family because he was a local communist leader, even after Yugoslavia had broken down. And... Uh, he and his wife, it was like a gut punch, obviously, that their little boy was suffering so badly. And he, he said, he, said he, he would have done anything. He said, one night came a knock on the door, two young spirit-filled men from their community, 
knocked on the door and said, sir, we know that what we're about to tell you, you could turn us in and throw us into prison. But we've heard that your son has cancer. And we've been praying for him in our church. And we believe that God sent us here to lay our hands on your son. And we believe our God can heal your little boy of cancer. Now think about this. This is book of Acts type stuff. Because it, they, literally they said, we know you're a communist leader. You can throw us in prison if you want to. That's risky business. The father said, suddenly he said, he, he thought they were crazy at first. And then suddenly this hope filled his heart. He invited them in. They came in and they, they got on their knees by the little boy's bed and they laid their hands on and prayed a very simple prayer. He said it wasn't dramatic. It wasn't long. And then they got up and thanked them for allowing them to come in and said, we're gonna keep praying for him. Please let us know if there's anything we can do to help. As they were praying, Sharif said to his wife, if their God heals our boy, I will serve him for the rest of my life with everything I've got. That's what he said. I will serve it. If God can heal our son, I will serve their God. Communist Muslim. How many of us would have said, oh, he's a communist, he's a Muslim. He's, you can't. He's probably, he's probably not open. That night, the little boy's fever broke and he started feeling better. At that point, as he started to get better and better the next few weeks, the parents were afraid now to tell their friends or to even go back to the doctor because they didn't want to jinx it either. They, they were like, no, I don't know. Let's just walk it out. When they realized that he didn't die after two months and that he was out playing in the yard with the other kids and getting back to playing sports, he loved soccer. When they realized that he was going to live. They went ahead. We got to take him back to the doctor and see what's actually going on. So they took him in, put him through a barrage of the same tests they had done a few months before. And the doctors came out and said, we're so sorry. Our machine's broken. We've got to do again these tests because the machines aren't showing anything of what we saw before. It's got to be broken. <laughs> I got the goosebumps thinking about it. And they saw the little boy playing and they did the test again and he was completely healed. We met, this, that's not this son, it's his older brother. We met him, he's in one of the other pictures in a moment. He's 36 years old and still cancer free, praise God. <clears throat> so Pastor Sharif, Pastor Sharif and uh, his, this is, his son that's in the ministry. So anyway, okay, right here. This is the guy right there, 36 years old, cancer-free. Give it up for Jesus. Our God heals today. He's alive. He's mighty. And the book of Acts is still going on through you, through you, through you. So we got to pray with these guys, got to hang with them. So there he is again in the blue shorts. Anyway, 36 years old and still, and he's living full on for God. His brother is a pastor 
His dad's a pastor. So as they built their church, it's now the, the mayor just came to their church a few weeks ago, a Serbian mayor. And this, so they're building a new building, by the way. So this, we went out to pray over this shell of a building. And it was a, it's an amazing thing. They heard about our building program. And they said, we want you to come pray for our building. We're believing for the roof now. They've just paid for the foundation and the walls. And everything else is just concrete. But they are running these programs. They've already, so they bought 30 acres of land where this church building is about 20 years ago. It was a garbage dump, like Mount Trashmore. It was, it was a literal <laughs> landfill. And they took 12 years to clean it out one piece of garbage at a time. Dear Lord. And now that thing is an open field. They have the first fully stocked playground, up-to-date playground equipment for gypsy children in the whole nation of Serbia. The first one. They have full basketball court and full soccer stadium, soccer field. And, and now the church is going up. The pastor lives next door to the church, but he and his wife have given up their home and moved a few miles away to give the home, the, their home up for children's ministry, youth ministry, and a daycare center. And, there, and he, the pastor took me over there to show me that place. And he goes, you know how pastors say how far they have to go to church? I said, yeah. He goes, here I am in my house. Here I am at the church. <laughs> here I am in my house. Here I am at the church. It was just a really cool thing to be able to come together. They want us to come back to Serbia at some point. And uh, we're really, really open to the idea. But I want you to know that our God is alive the reason we go to these places is to be with people that are experiencing the same anointing we're experiencing, to know Jesus in a greater way, to, to encounter him and to live for him. That man now 36 years old, cancer-free, we're just thankful to God for his power and we praise him for giving us freedom. Uh, next week, I'll let you know, I just accepted an invitation to another nation that was so closed you can't even believe it, and the door is open. I'll tell you about it next Sunday. Um, things we were doing in our missions where we've been planning and believing and different things where it was hard to see doors open at times or to know what was going on. Right now, we've barely tapped on some doors, and they're flying wide open. We may have not only the next, next year's trip already coming into focus, we now have an invitation for the following year to go back to another place, and I'll tell you about that soon as well. Anyway, I can't tell you more because I don't have, I, I don't have the release to do it. But at some point, I want to tell you, that God is moving, and it's for a reason. But we have that freedom in America to be able to carry the gospel. Let's pray for our nation. Today, we've got prayer. We have a special time of prayer. Usually, we do the first Wednesday that we're getting... Um, some sound upgrades this week in, in this room. So the whole sound system is gonna be down. Pastor Lindsay, when is, the, when is our prayer today? Six o'clock in the hub. So if you can come today for prayer, we're gonna be praying for America and believing for America. But I wanna pray for you right now. Let's bow your head and close your eyes if you will. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your wonderful presence. Thank you, the same anointing that healed Sharif's son and keeps him cancer-free is the same anointing that heals Anthony from cancer. Is the same anointing that healed Tracy from cancer. It's the same anointing that protects 
The same anointing that saves, the same anointing that heals, the same anointing that delivers. Precious Holy Spirit. As Pastor Chris said earlier, so many of us in this room need you. So many of our people watching and connecting with us online, we need you more. We need you, God of provision, to bring financial breakthrough for people. We need you, Lord Jesus. You're the same God. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, there are people hearing the sound of my voice right now that have broken hearts. Would you heal those broken hearts today? Bind up those wounds and let your presence come in greater measure. Thank you for blessing Mario and Matt and their vision for their hotel and now the ark. Lord, glorify your name through them. We pray for Sharif and Misha and the church there in Leskovic, Serbia, that you do a mighty work there. And we thank you for what you're doing in Ocala. Bless now, church. Bless every church that proclaims Jesus as Lord and believes in the authority and integrity of your word and the fullness of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us at Now Church. For the latest updates, visit us at nowchurch.com, including live or on-demand video, event registration, online giving, and much more. And don't forget to follow Now Church on our social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram. And please use the hashtag NowChurch. Thank you.